0: Good morning,
1: I'm Anna Palmer.
0: And I'm Jake Sherman.
1: Welcome to Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's frustrating week. Number two, House Dems bring oil execs up to Capitol Hill. And number three, Scalise's first fundraising numbers. All right, Jake, let's get into it. Chuck Schumer had big ambitions starting on this week, and uh, a lot of those have dimmed so far, and it's only Wednesday.
0: Yeah, the the Schumer had had planned in this week before um, uh, he uh, the, the August or the sorry, not the August. God, I wish it was the August recess, the April recess uh, to confirm Ketanji Brown Jackson to the Supreme Court to pass a 10 billion dollar covid preparedness package and to clear a house pass bill to ban Russian oil and gas and strip Moscow of its uh, preferred trading status with the United States. And, and it's possible, although not certain. I would say it's um likely that they only get out of this week with Ketanji Brown Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court. It's a big that's a big deal in and of itself. Um the um the confirming a, a Supreme Court justice in a 50-50 Senate is a big deal. So let's not glide past that. But Uh, Let's start with COVID relief. There is not the time, the political will, the strategy... Anything to with to deal with this COVID relief package? Um, uh, the the White House has been demanding first thirty four billion, then fifteen billion, now ten billion in COVID preparedness money, and it's going to get shelved once again. A major defeat for the White House. Um, uh, Republicans had demanded a uh, changes to immigration policy or a vote on immigration policy on Title forty two, which is the public health code that would allow. Um, uh, that allows the administration to stem the flow of migrants to the southern border uh, during the pandemic uh, and it is uh, incredibly tricky politics for Democrats uh, but we quoted you know 10 house Democrats or f- five house Democrats or so over the last couple of days who have s- or Senate Democrats rather who have said that title 42 was a miscue by the Obama by the tr- Biden administration um, Obama's on my mind I guess because he was at the White House yesterday but um, uh, you know they were not able to get that done. Anna, anything on the COVID bill before we move to the next swing and miss by this by the White House and, and Senate Democrats?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think this is one of those issues where you really felt like there was momentum. Um, you know, Senator Mitt Romney, the, the Republican from Utah, has really been in the middle of a lot of these negotiations. Had announced a deal, um, and I, I think this really shows just kind of how tricky, even though the negotiators sometimes kind of come to a deal and and feel like they're they're ready for things, um, the the kind of process can really bog down uh, the the party and leadership particularly when you're in this 50/50 kind of construct and in particularly I mean this this um Title 42 amendment uh is going to be a big issue for uh you know for this administration for the Biden administration immigration uh, they're getting hammered by um you know immigration advocates to say that they need to not use this um the, you know that they they want that this shouldn't be extended but tricky politics for democrats particularly uh for moderates who are up and are really looking at what is going to be a brutal midterm election season.
0: Yeah, and and now let's move on to uh PNTR uh which is the bill to to strip uh normalized trade status from uh Russia and to ban Russian oil and gas and Belarusian oil and gas. This is uh, there was some hope yesterday. We got a sense from our um, our, our sources on the Hill that there uh, there was kind of a resurgence of this bill this week. Uh, and uh, uh, But Mike Crapo, the ranking Republican on the Finance Committee, and Schumer had a long conversation on the floor. Crapo came out and talked to us and said that they haven't completely resolved the concerns of various senators Um Pretty astounding considering what's going on in Ukraine and what's going on with Russia, that they can't wrap their their arms or head or anything around uh, a, a relatively non-controversial bill to... To um, uh, ban Russian oil and and strip trade status with from Russia, that all said, this raises some big questions for the administration and for Capitol Hill. Which is when will they get this done? I'm less. If I were a Democrat or a Republican, I'd be less concerned about the PT the PNTR. Um, uh, situation and the Russian oil situation, but I would, because I think that could pass when Congress gets back. And furthermore, the United States has effectively ended all oil imports from Russia. The Congress wants to put it into law. Now on COVID funding, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi told us over the week, or over uh, yesterday, that she wants more money before the summer, even if this $10 billion had passed. So this is going to raise the stakes for Pelosi, for the House Democratic leadership and for the Senate Democratic leadership and what we keep hearing is that before the summer uh Congress is going to need to appropriate and spend more money on Ukraine and this could all be folded together a big covid package along with Ukraine uh aid to Ukraine. Now this is a um you know it's it's a di- it's a as we get closer to the election this becomes more and more difficult and um you know uh, I, I just think that this is a big missed opportunity for the administration, for, for Senate Democrats. And if I were, quite frankly, if I were somebody who was worried about COVID money, if even if you accept the idea that the White House needs the money now, that the administration needs the money now, that, um, you know, it's... There's momentum right now, and, and momentum is hard to, to bottle and, and, and put on the shelf and take off when Congress gets back. When Congress gets back, they're going to uh, – Schumer said yesterday uh, that they want to do reconciliation, and they want to – they're going to have to do the CHIPS bill. So there's just going to be a lot of other pieces moving uh, when Congress comes back into session.
1: All right, let's move to the number two story of the morning, uh, soaring prices at the pump. We are all very aware of how high um, uh, the, the, the gas prices are when we go and fill up our cars, a key feature of the worst inflation seen in four decades, which is causing major economic anxiety for average Americans. Um, and that our outlook is really showing in a ton of polls as we talked about on this podcast uh, for the last several weeks. So the answer House Democrats are going to call up a group of oil company CEOs before a congressional panel today to grill them on this issue.
0: Yeah, th- this is a, one of those big hearings that's going to grab a lot of attention today. Um there's not listen, there's not much Congress could do to alleviate sky-high gas prices. There's no question about that, but but Democrats believe uh that they that big oil companies, that oil CEOs and uh, oil executives are Uh, uh, oil companies are gouging consumers. As Nancy Pelosi frequently says, prices go down in oil markets globally and gas prices continue to stay high. Um, That's what they say. I mean, Republicans are going to uh, tried to say that the full story is more complicated. People are sitting on leases because of environmental regulations and other factors, and they're not just drilling to dr- they're not just not drilling for not drilling sake. If that makes sense. One interesting thing we've been we've been told that uh, uh, the oil companies are mostly preparing for this hearing using in, internal in-house government affairs teams. But former Congressman Joe Barton, who I've seen around the Capitol a couple times in the last couple days or last week rather is uh preparing pioneer um uh for the hearing now it's important to note that Barton was the former chairman of this committee he left a couple years ago in the midst of of a, a scandal but um Barton is uh will have a decent idea of how a hearing like this will play out and definitely could liaise with uh, in some way shape or form with People who are involved in the hearing. so that's interesting to note and interesting to uh, uh, keep an eye on how these oil CEOs perform. I mean, Anna, what do you you've covered a lot of these things? What are these? Uh, is this just a is this just a don't do any harm type situation or what?
1: Yeah, I think exactly. I think it's a do no harm. I think you want to come off. I mean, they're going to want to obviously the fact that. Um, you know, oil prices are high is not going to be a surprise to anyone. Um, You know, I think you never want the CEO to come off as defensive or out of touch um, or kind of, go. you know, land themselves in in the middle of a bigger uh, mess. You know, it's just kind of trying to not get tricked up by Democrats who are going to try to kind of shame them in public, right? And that oftentimes CEOs don't take kindly uh, to these kinds of hearings and have a hard time. You know, kind of being contrite or, or, or deferential, probably is a better word even, to uh, members. I mean, this is not the first time, right? I mean, we, I've covered a zillion of these things. Um, you know, I, the kind of most famously, I always remember as a, a younger reporter, um, you know, former Energy and Commerce Committee Chairman Henry Waxman bringing tobacco CEOs to the Hill or the baseball steroid hearings. Um, so I would expect a lot of that. I think also interesting here, Republicans are bringing in former President Donald Trump's one-time National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster in front of the panel to talk about the quote-unquote dangers of being dependent on, upon others for fossil fuels for oil. Um, an interesting choice as a rebuttal witness. So certainly going to get a lot of headlines. Hard to see any actual policy or changes that are going to impact folks um, you know, and and gas prices between now and November.
0: Two other notes on that based on what you said. Number one, they, this, these CEOs don't I, – I would imagine that the oil industry doesn't feel like it has much to be contrite about. They don't believe that this is their – of their doing. These are global markets that uh, uh, that are in, are in control here, number one. Number two, um, you know, Democrats have also had trouble rallying around or coalescing around policy that will um, – that is meant to bring down oil prices so democrats have have tried they've not they've not rallied around anything yet
1: all right, let's go to the number three story of the morning. More fundraising numbers. House minority whip Steve Scalise raised $10.9 million in the first quarter of 2022, bringing his total to $39 million raised this cycle. Um, you know, one of the interesting things here uh, that we point out in Punchable News AM is that Scalise has become known in GOP circles for being an exceedingly good online fundraiser. Um, you know, just continues to show the shift in power of fundraising from just kind of getting individuals and pack checks to the ability to really scoop up a ton of cash online that even, a you know, a, a House Republican who might not be super well known across the nation is able to do pretty well on, on that online fundraising.
0: Yeah, um... Republicans continue to put up huge numbers. Um, uh, we reported yesterday McCarthy put up 31 million in the first quarter. We'll have some more numbers in the coming days, but just continuing this drumbeat of of high numbers um, from around the House Republican conference, which is, um, quite frankly, uh, you know, Republicans are getting are, are topping Democrats on hard dollar fundraising and uh, sorry, Democrats are topic Republicans in the committee hard dollar fundraising. Republicans are trouncing Democrats when it comes to super PACs uh, 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 fundraising. But all of that said, um, the, the leaders are all continuing to raise lots of money.
1: Are- one quick note before we close it out here. The Canvas K Street is officially out right now with our first survey. Just like we've done on Capitol Hill, we put together an anonymous survey of senior downtown figures, vice presidents, managing directors, principals in-house and at companies, those working for outside networks such as labor unions and associations, as well as hired guns at lobbying and public affairs firms. An anonymity, of course, is fully guaranteed. You can sign up to participate uh, in this morning's podcast. Punchbowl News AM Newsletter. Uh, We're very excited for that. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.